0: Today, you'll learn from Pastor J.D.'s message to not put off the day of salvation. Don't wait until tomorrow to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Tomorrow might be too late. Receive God's free gift of grace and eternal life through Jesus today. Receiving Jesus will be the best decision you've ever made. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 28th, 2021. The church of all
1: institutions has this obligation to call the government to its God-ordained duty. That's love. That's love. We actually devoted a prophecy update to this under the title of the mask mandate. This was back on July 26th of last year. And in it we formally stated our position in this regard. And I think it would be apropos to restate it today, especially for the benefit of those of you who are new to our church. And by the way, we're so glad (laughs) that you're here. We want you to be welcomed and loved on here. We preach the word here, by the way, in case you haven't noticed. This is the formal position. In response to the city and county of Honolulu's Thursday, July 2nd amendment to emergency order number 2020-18, which requires all individuals within the city to wear face coverings while outdoors in public spaces when maintaining a physical distance of six feet from persons who are not members of the same household or residence is not feasible. And whereas section 11 on page 35 of said amendment limits in-person spiritual services, we have been forced into noncompliance. While we certainly wish to obey the laws of the land as the Apostle Paul exhorts us to in Romans 13, 1 and 2, the city and county of Honolulu has regrettably and unlawfully overreached and as such we must posture ourselves as did Peter and the Apostles in Acts 5.29, who after being told that they had strict orders not to teach, proclaim, and worship Jesus Christ stated, we must obey God rather than man." Moreover, the city and county of Honolulu has unlawfully exercised authority, ordering us to disobey the Word of God and the God of the Word. Simply put, God has not given the government authority over the church, its pastors, and its leadership, and is prohibited from any interference with church matters that would in any way overrule the church's God-given authority. Furthermore, the church of Jesus Christ is not subject to government officials. Rather, government officials are subject to Jesus Christ. Finally, we will never seek the government's permission to assemble as a church nor are we contending for the constitutional right vis-a-vis the first amendment of the United States Constitution which states Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof as our religious freedom of worship is a command given by God and not a privilege granted by the state. You'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but what we're witnessing now is only the beginning of the end, because this is how it ends. I was thinking about it just this morning, before I came here today. March 29th, 2020, Sunday, Prophecy Update. I made this statement, almost a year ago. This is how it ends. (gasps) The collective gasp, except there was nobody here, because at the time we were live streaming and shut our doors, because we were thoroughly convinced that we're all going to die. Sorry. I'm thinking about the letter to the Church of Philadelphia, where God says, look, I, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. And if I open a door, no man's going to shut it. And if I close a door, no man's going to open it. And I was thinking about that in the context of churches closing their doors. I thought to myself, hmm, that's very interesting. It's very interesting. Maybe God shut those doors. Maybe those doors needed to be shut. I'm going to try to bring it to a close. I appreciate your patience with me. We're almost done. But I truly believe that what lies ahead prior to the rapture of the church is very likely going to get considerably worse for the church. But God... God is using this to bring people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by virtue of how many are being set free by the truth. And the truth is Jesus Christ. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. As I mentioned at the beginning, I'm petitioning the throne, inquiring of the Lord about An update dealing with the persecution of the Church of Jesus Christ. And I have to confess to you that I am so convicted in my own heart before the Lord, because I know what's happening around the world. You know in China, prior to the Communist Party taking rule in China, there was an estimated one million Christians? You know what China's like today? I I would imagine some of you do. Do you know how many Christians there are today under that regime? Oh, by the way, it's not controlling the Christian church. It's eradicating the Christian church now. And they do it by way of social credit scores, which we've talked about and may talk about yet future. So if they, with their surveillance, see you walking to a home Bible study. Well, they know there's a home Bible study there, and that you're attending it. You get docked on your score. So when you go to try to buy groceries at the store, no can. That's China today. You would think there'd be less, right? You know how many Christians there are in China, estimated conservatively now? Not one million, 100 million, 100 million in the Middle East with the Arab people. They're coming to Christ by the multitudes, and it's costing them everything, even their lives. And here we are in America. I don't, please hear my heart. Don't misunderstand me when I say this. We've had it so good for so long, too good for too long. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, just the mention of persecution just fills us with fear. Ah. You know, on Sunday mornings, when I get in the car, come here, before the Lord, and again the Lord knows my heart. I know what's possible. I know what could happen. And if you don't think it can happen here, you're sadly mistaken whatever happened to, like Esther would say, if I perish, I perish. Or how about Job, though he slay me, yet will I praise Him, trust Him. Dare I say that persecution could be the best thing that could ever happen to the church today. This is why we do these weekly prophecy updates. It's why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and a simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? You can actually find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. The Apostle Paul writing says that Jesus Christ came, He was crucified, He was buried, and he rose again on the third day. And when he writes about the gospel to the church in Thessalonica, he says that he's coming back again one day. That's the good news. That's the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. The ABC's of salvation is just a simple, childlike simple explanation of salvation starting with the A, which is really where it has to start, because there has to be this realization that I've sinned. I'm a sinner. This acknowledging of my sin and my need for a Savior, Romans 3, 10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 is interesting because it sort of packages the bad news first, and it's really bad, with the good news. What's the bad news? Oh, the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. You've been sentenced to death because of sin. That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? I am. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Gift earned. You see the contrast here? A gift is not something you pay for. If you pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. But if you receive a gift, somebody had to purchase it. Exactly. We are purchased with a price. Jesus paid in full the price. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price. He paid in full our penalty, our sin debt the death penalty in our stead. He paid for it, and He offers us this gift of eternal life. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as Romans ten nine and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans (laughs) 10.13 seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's very simple, right? For the last several weeks now, we've been sharing some of the creative ways that people are sharing the gospel with the ABC's of salvation. I'd like to mention two today just real quick starting with this one from Daniel De Pedro. Hi Pastor JD my name is Daniel and I am from the mainland Southern California and I live with my wife and 17 year old son and we've been watching your Bible prophecy updates for the last eight years or more. Me and my wife and son are passionate about sharing the gospel on the streets here in Southern California, and little did we know that the ABCs of salvation would reach beyond here and would be displayed publicly at a fast-growing city in Tagbalaran. I'm probably mispronouncing it, my apologies. Tagbalaran city, Boholth, Philippines. It all started with my wife's conversation through Facebook messenger with her nephew who was a mariner. He was waiting for his employer to call him to report to their main office in Manila. While waiting he felt like he had nothing to do. Suddenly the Holy Spirit put a burden on his heart to do something for the Lord and my wife had been sharing about the ABC's of Salvation billboards of some of your followers or online church members. Her nephew had a similar idea, but instead of billboards he planned on putting the ABC's of Salvation with the link to your website on tarpaulines or tarps and smaller versions of it on poster cards. To make a long story short. That conversation led to us working together as a team, me, my wife and son, and my wife's nephew, with the help of his brother and father-in-law, my wife's brother, and some friends from his church's men's group and fellowship. And, listen to this, talking about government officials, they found favor with the city engineer and mayor there, allowing them to post the tarps and poster cards in public waiting sheds, barangay halls, basketball courts, areas near public schools and churches, and even allowing them to use the city vehicle to post these ABCs of salvation around three more towns in the areas in public places. Total, about 30 tarps and three hundred poster cards. Praise our Lord, Savior, and King Jesus. This is in the Philippines. Isn't that interesting? Instead of protesting, they're requesting. Uh, you mind if we put these uh, Oh yeah, sure, here, use, use my car. I say it like that for this reason. You never know In fact, let me take it a step further. Just bear with me, please. I think this is the Holy Spirit. I am personally of the belief, and it has been my personal experience, that those government officials that we think are the enemy, they're watching our our Christian lives. And you know what they're hoping for and looking for? Hope. These are people under considerable pressure, by the way, I might add. They've got families. These are people like you and me, and they need Jesus. And they're looking at you because you say that you know Jesus, and they want to know if it's real and if it works. And they want it to be real. They want you to be the real deal, and they want it to work, because if you're real and it works, then they have hope. And you can give to everyone an answer of that hope that lies within you. Think about it like this. Can you just. Uh, sometimes I just, I just wonder, what would happen if you, myself, were to reach out to someone in a position of authority in the government? and Say, hey, you know, uh, can I take you to lunch? I'll wear my mask. Can I, ta- can I take you to lunch? Can we just talk? I wonder what would happen. Well this last one is, I wanted to end with this one because it's really rather quite humorous. It's just a reminder that God has a great sense of humor, which I'm reminded of every time I look in the mirror. But it comes from Henry Berateran. again I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Hi Pastor J.D., I wanted to tell you how we did the ABC's of salvation. We printed them in small sizes and bought vials to put them inside because we wanted them to look like a small scroll as a message in a bottle. We rolled them and tied them with red floss and put them inside the vials. We wanted to do it this way because mankind is naturally curious and for certain will want to know what is inside the vial. After we finished them we noticed that they ended up looking like a joint in a vial. (laughs) They kind of do. So (laughs) we decided to still give them out so we could certainly attract more people that way, right? I gave one to one of my employees that is already saved, and she took it home. Later another day I asked if she read it, and she told me that her son saw it, (laughs) and was asking her what it was. Then she told me that she saw in his face how much intention he had to open the vial and read the scroll, but he didn't. Then I gave her another one to give to him, so he can open it and read it. She gave it to him, and he read it, and was so excited to have received a message from the Lord. We totally did not intend for them to look like a joint in a vial, but I guess that's how our Lord wanted them to look like, to be able to call upon a specific group of lost souls as only God can, right? (laughs) So creative. Praise the Lord. Why don't you stand? We'll have the worship team come up. Again, thank you so much for your patience. God, You're so good. You're so good, Lord. Who is like unto You, O Lord? You are worthy of all of our praise. And for all eternity, we're going to worship you and praise you. Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you for the gift of eternal life. I thank you for salvation, the gift of salvation. Thank you for going to that cross and dying on that cross and paying in full for all of our sins, for loving us so much that Whosoever would believe in You would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life. Oh Lord. Lord, if there's anybody here in this church today or watching online that has never called upon You, or even unsure in their hearts towards You, I pray that they will settle it today and not delay one moment longer. Please, Lord, this is the most important decision of our lives for eternal lives, and eternal lives matter. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible, and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mid-East Prophecy Updates, He's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us.